And five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to America.com. My name, my name is Rich Doc Hayden, and I am with And here we are. It is Tuesday, September 12th. We are here with our friend and 2-7 brother, Matthew Maxwell. Maxwell, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Excellent, excellent. Very cool, very cool. So, here we are. It is September of 2023. It has been over a year and a half of the war in Ukraine. As we have been doing most weeks since then, we're keeping up our vigil. We're talking about the war, keeping it in... um, our hearts and minds trying to keep it in everybody else's um, attention. So, uh, yeah, couple of couple of developments this week. Some international developments. A little bit of movement on the battlefield. Um, uh, North Korean leader Kim Jong Un is visiting Russia. Um, we can, I'm sure we're going to get into that. But Harp, let me go ahead and open it up to you. What do you see this week? Yeah, I see it. I mean, I see where he's. Uh going to give his arms deal and with the Russians, even, even on, on our end. Mm-hmm. See, see where we're sending money back to Iran. You see that? Why are we not send it to Ukraine? Oh, I, I very, very briefly, I did not read the article, but I guess um, I just read that what th- I read? there's some hostages, I believe. What is it? Uh that's what they're, they're claiming is a hostage exchange. Okay. I, 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 I didn't click. I don't know who the hostages are, but. Yeah. Uh, I didn't click on the link. China and, North, and China and North Korea, you know, they're, they're Russia's biggest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. supporters right now. I mean, he took a, took a train ride all the way to Russia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got to be a pretty important yeah, it's a meeting of the fucking autocrats. It used to during the Cold War, um, these, it was sort of the, uh, the the communist countries versus the capitalist Western democracies. Now it's the autocratic countries versus the capitalist Western democracies, and it's um, hasn't shaken out as uh, and most and most of the players are the same. A handful of exceptions. A handful of uh, uh, people have gone from one side to the other, but primarily um, the same countries that were. Previously, you know, the democracies in line with the West are still in the same block, and then uh, the communist countries are on the other side. So, um, but yeah, it's kind of crazy. Maxwell, let me open it up to you. What did you see this last week or so? Ah, uh, well, saw some significant gains around Robitaille. They're continuing to take ground after they got through the. Uh, First line of Russian defense network. Thinking about like, uh, looks like five square kilometers mm-hmm. around the area there. Um, so that's pretty decent. Saw that the Ukrainian special forces uh, took four gas and oil platforms uh, off the coast of Crimea. Oh, wow. From the Russians. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got that happening. And then, um, oh, there's the Russian helicopter pilot that defected oh, to you Ukraine, uh-huh. and uh, he's providing them some intel. Mm-hmm. 
interesting. 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 Yeah. The um, yeah. I I read. So I read an article about the um, about where the war is at right now, and actually, very 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 fluid, very um, fast moving, fast paced, and in the south and the east. Apparently, it's going rather well for Ukraine. In the north, the Russians are pouring more resources into it, and the Ukrainians aren't doing as well. Um, still, but it's still moving moving a lot. I I still don't think we're going to have... Do you, actually, you put it up to... I, I don't think so, but Ma, um, um, Maxwell, do you perceive any, any breakthroughs coming uh, anytime soon for the Ukrainians? Or the Russians, for that matter? Uh, you know, I think... I think it's going to be pretty steady. I don't think we're going to see what we saw with the last counteroffensive, and the, you know yeah. we've been saying that one for for weeks now. Uh, but you know that's just the nature of the beast, man. That's, yeah. I, I think the Russians had so much time to dig in uh, that it's going to be hard to bust through all that stuff. So that's going to take some time. You know, the yeah. Russians potentially getting freaking artillery for shells from North Korea. Yeah. Probably doesn't bode well for the Ukrainians, but, uh, but man, they've been holding their own, so we'll see. Yeah. I don't see any, like, I don't see any major breakthroughs happen. I think we're kind of, we're just going to keep freaking... No, mm-hmm. grinding away. Yep, yep. So, all right, so let me go ahead. I pulled up an article here. All right, so I'm going to, let me talk um, talk a little bit about uh, uh, Kim Jong-un's visit and um, the North Koreans um, and how that's going inter- uh, how, to, how North Korean assistance, I think, will affect the war and then talk a little bit about um Putin recently made some uh, remarks uh, at a conference that are very relevant to the war. But first, um, so I think that Vladimir Putin turning to North Korea for munitions is a desperate move, but definitely one that I think is going to uh, certainly help the Russians in the short term. And I I don't know if it's going to be enough to turn the war, but... um, it's the kind of, it is definitely not good news for Ukraine. They, you know, the Russians are going to be uh, resupplied. They're going to um, just have it. Now, who, who knows how good these munitions are? I mean, we might, you know, um, Kim Jong-un might pull out some stuff that was mothballed um, 30 years ago, and he might get a bunch of, you know, a bunch of swag uh, from fucking um, North Korea. But I, I don't know. Let's go ahead and let's assume that it's, um, it, if it all, it's all good, it's, I think it's going to, you know, the next, um, if this deal goes through, which I'm sure it will, uh, in the next um, couple of months here, you're going to see uh, increased Russian activity, increased Russian bombardment, and a little bit of wind at Russia's sails. I don't know if it'll be enough to um, to uh, shift the balance in the war, but it is certainly going to be significant, and we have to look out for that. So uh, that's the first thing. Now, the second thing, Putin is speaking at a conference in Vladivostok, Russia. I'm actually 
looking at, I'm going to read the article, but I'm looking at a video from it, and there's a whole bunch of um, friggin' high-ranking Russian and North Korea fucks on this video. But either way, so here's the article. says, Russian President Vladimir Putin, I'm sorry, this is coming from Reuters. Russian President Vladimir Putin on Tuesday indicated he was bracing for a long war in Ukraine, saying that Kiev could, could use any ceasefire to rearm and that Washington would continue to see Russia as an enemy no matter who won the 2024 U.S. election. Speaking for several hours at an economic forum, forum in Russia's Pacific port city of Vladivostok, Putin said Ukraine's counteroffensive against Russian forces had so far failed and the Ukrainian army had sustained heavy losses of 71,000 men in the attacks. Only when Ukraine was exhausted when it came to men, equipment, and ammunition would it talk peace, he said, in reply to questions from a Russian television presenter acting as a moderator. But he said Kiev would, would use cessation of any hostilities, quote, to replenish their resources and restore the combat capability of their armed forces, unquote. Putin said many potential mediators had asked him if Russia was ready to stop fighting, but said that Russia could hardly do so when it was facing a Ukrainian counteroffensive. For, for there to be any chance to talk, said Putin, Ukraine would first have to cancel its self-imposed legal ban on peace talks and explain what it wanted. Quote, then we shall see, unquote, Putin said. So, uh, the, the article goes on a little bit further, but that's, that's uh, pretty much it. So, it looks like Putin's digging in. The Russians are digging in for the long haul. Um, it's interesting because uh, Putin thinks that any sort of peace could be um, used by the Ukrainians to rearm, which is exactly what you know we in the U.S. and Ukraine are, are kind of worried about. Any peace would allow Russia to rearm and just continue to do this uh, you know, uh, in the next 5, 10, 15 years. Um, but yeah, Harp, what do you think about, uh, those comments? I, I'm not, I don't buy those comments. I don't think they're, they're, they, when they say it doesn't matter who wins the 2024 elections, I think it does. Mm -hmm. I, I wholeheartedly think it does. And I think that may be what these, most of these meetings are about. Cause like, what could North Korea give Russia and what could Russia give North Korea? Russia is broke. Mm -hmm. So what are they going to give North Korea in return? For these munitions that oh, so I should explain that. So you know what I mean? they're 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 going. To, I guess it's they're, no, they're going to give um, uh, what North Korea is asking for is some advanced weapons technology. So um, uh, nuclear weapons technology, I presume. You know how to make um, advanced missiles um, uh, and some of that technology. I, I believe is what North Korea is looking for. But Russia says they've got it. That's what they've been saying for the last two years, three years, four years. So we've, we've gotten it. So what now they're asking for? Well, no, North Korea is asking for more advanced technology. So I, from what I read, they're asking. I guess like the North Korean um, nuclear uh, program is is pre pretty far along. But I guess you know the, the Russian program is uh, obviously more advanced. So Kim Jong Un is asking for. Um, advanced technology in exchange for this music, munitions, which would, uh, you know, um, I guess help to push, uh, uh, you know, North Korea into um, uh, into a more advanced, uh, uh, give their give their nuclear capabilities, advance their nuclear capabilities. You know what I mean? So, but I I, I don't believe the uh, the whole comment of it doesn't matter who who wins the mm -hmm. election. I mean, it does because obviously, if, I mean. Biden gets reelected. There's no telling. I mean, we're giving six billion to a rogue nation for mm. hostages when we give up a, a, a deadly man for one. 
and no money to a country that we despise, who is at war with a country that we're trying to help. And now we're going to give a rogue nation $6 billion cash more after we've already given them so much cash. I mean, it's just, it's almost comical if you think about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Of, of the direction that it's all going. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it matters who gets elected in 2024. And they know that. And I believe that's what they may be meeting about, but they're just saying this munitions. Because if Orange Man gets back in there, it's probably what North Korean guys say. What do we do, Russia? Mm-hmm. All right. Harp, oh, shoot, Maxwell, let me shoot it to you. What do you think about um, those comments and where Putin's at right now, where his, where his head's at right now? Uh, I mean, I think everything out of Putin's mouth is fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is, I think it is a tell that he's freaking going to the North Koreans for artillery uh, ammunition. Like, that. that's a huge tell of the current state of Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, freaking the kind of relationship between them and North Korea. North Korea has always been kind of like the uh, a stepchild of China, but you know, I think uh, I, I think they're freaking um, pretty desperate for help from anybody right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they both both leaders if you will have an agenda i don't think it's i, I don't think uh you know putin his his words like it's just it's just this typical bullshit right like you know uh you know he'll he'll say that the this special military operation you know his hands are tied and they had to put down the threat of ukraine which is total bullshit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so any like yeah you know if we come to a peaceful he doesn't want he doesn't want a peaceful resolution he wants to fucking take over and control mm-hmm. ukraine mm-hmm. yeah right there's so i mean everything that guy says is fucking can't be trusted, obviously. Yeah. You know, I think, so So reading his comments, um, <laughs> I think a, a couple of, it's funny, because a couple of things that he says are technically true, but not in the way that he frames it. So, um, <laughs> it says, you know, uh, only when Ukraine has exhausted, so only when Ukraine was exhausted when it came to men, equipment, and ammunition would it talk to? Would it talk peace? He said, and in a way, that's true. Like if the U.S. and you know Europe were to withdraw its support and Ukraine were to be overwhelmed, obviously it would have to come to the uh, bargaining table. You know what I mean? But um, it, it, you know, from the Ukrainian side, they're just going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting until um, until they're all dead or until Russia's gone. You know what I mean? Um, I, and when you know when Putin says it, he says it like they're you know they have to be exhausted. They're like these. You know, um, they're the aggressors here, and they're the ones, but no, 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 I mean, um, and then also when he says that, um, he said Kiev would use any cessation of hostilities to replenish their resources and restore the combat capability of their armed forces, I mean, technically that's true, that's what both sides are going to do um, uh, over the winter, so, but, yeah, any, any promise out of 
He oh, he also praised Trump, which I thought was kind of crazy too. I was like, hmm, that that's remarkable. Oh, he also yeah. praised Elon Musk the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's just, they watch too much Fox News. But anyways, I digress. I digress. So the um, but no, I yeah, I think that any sort of um, pr- like like, you know, any sort of promise made by the Russians. Or the Chinese, for that matter, but the Russians are. It basically isn't worth the paper it's written on. Um, they're going. The only thing that is going to, um, that, that I think the only the only uh, outcome that Kiev and you know Ukraine should settle for is kicking the Russians out of Ukraine. Now again, crime. We've talked about this before. Crimea is one is can go either way. On we'll have to see. That might end up. That might end up being um, a bit of a uh, a bit of a stretch, but um, he might you know that may at the end it might not uh, may stay under Russian control. But you know any peace agreement that Russia signs, uh, you can basically sign it with the you know the the belief that they're rearming and they're going to uh, try this again. I I think unfortunately, um, I mean well first of all let me say, I would love to see. After this war is over, I would love to see Ukraine join NATO. But if one of the conditions that of the uh, you know the U.S. is going to be involved in any deal, uh, if if one of the conditions for Russian withdrawal is that uh, Ukraine doesn't join NATO, I'm sure that uh, I think that we should go and support them so they become sort of a de facto NATO state. And they're going to have to become they're essentially going to have to become like Israel. Israel, um, every every person in Israel, will see, except for a handful of not handful, except for some people in the ultra orthodox community, everybody in Israel has to serve in the military. It's it's basically um, they live in like a siege state. You know, I mean, they're surrounded by enemies on all sides, and um, it's a kind of a, a a militarized state. And I think, unfortunately, Ukraine is going to have to um, adopt that kind of a posture after this war is over. Um, I'd love to see them adopt that in NATO, but we'll see. I, I, I don't know. Um, I think at, at this point that has a 50-50 chance of happening. So, But yeah, you know, um, so one of the things that I see from uh, these comments is that I, here's, what I, here's what I see, but then here's what I don't know. I see that Russia is in this for the long haul, and they've proven themselves to be in it for the long haul. What I don't know is where what Putin would be willing to accept in order to end the war. Would he, like, let's just say right now everybody were to sit down at the bargaining table and say, we're just going to, we're going to freeze it right here. Would he agree to that? You know, would he say, nope, we want everything. I, you know, uh, the Ukrainians are obviously not going to roll over. Um, you know, would he accept going back to the borders as they were, you know, in uh, February of last year before all this started? I don't know. Um, the are, are there perhaps secret talks going on right now? Perhaps, you know, there, there could be some that we don't know about. But, um, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I, you know, unfortunately, I don't really see Russia backing down until Putin can go home with... Um, some sort of a some sort of a win, something that he can, you know, uh, give to the Russian people as a win. Um, yeah, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know what I mean. So there's that. 
So, all right. So that is that is where that is at right now. Um, uh, that's those are the, those are the big developments. Maxwell, let me shoot it back to you. Is there anything else in Ukraine that um, this last week or so that that, that you're interested in that um, we haven't spoken about? No, like I said, I haven't, I haven't seen too much. I mean, just some of the stuff that I mentioned earlier. I think a lot of the focus on the international news lately has been uh, the earthquake in Morocco and mm. the dam breaking in Libya. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, which which those are those are awful. I've I haven't read too much about them. I've seen it, and they're just yeah, it's just terrible. It's just it's just horrible. So, yeah. Um, but Harp, let me shoot it back to you. Anything else about Ukraine that we didn't discuss? I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Was that nope? No. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So, actually. We didn't discuss this beforehand, but yesterday was the 22nd anniversary of the September 11th attacks, and um, uh, I you know, wanted to open uh, this up to you guys. Did you guys do anything special to remember it, or like, did you have any feelings about it? I'll go, Max, uh, you know what, Maxwell, we'll start with you. Well, I mean, I was in New York City. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't go down to uh, Ground Zero because I figured it'd probably be packed or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's interesting because I think about, you know, I started talking with you guys when we pulled out of Afghanistan. And I was just thinking about that because they've been replaying the freaking um, I think that anniversary is was recent too, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, two years. The name of the gate there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there's kids that there's kids, Marines that fucking died there that weren't born. Yeah when fucking September 11th happened. And that's one thing I've been thinking about lately, just coming off of both of those anniversaries is, uh, is like the last casualties of that war weren't even born when this fucking thing started. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fucking crazy. Like, I don't know. I think, uh, I think it's one of those things, you know, we got fucking Osama bin Laden, what was it, 2012, 2011? I want to say 2011, yeah. Yeah. And then we fucking stuck around for another decade. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I think uh, as a nation, it's just interesting to me that the fucking heroes or the fucking, you know, like, when September 11th happened, like, prior to September 11th, like, George W. Bush was, like, whatever, so-so of a fucking president. He had all sorts of, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't the greatest, mm -hmm. right? He a, a year before that, he had the freaking 
P three Orion get clipped in fucking China, and they next thing you know, China's got one of our most high tech fucking spy planes mm-hmm. <laughs> in the hangar. Uh, but it's just you think back to fucking us getting involved in Iraq and all the fucking bullshit that happened afterwards and I you know I thought about this all weekend with remembering September 11 and it just pisses me off because I'll tell you what because I was in the Marine Corps on September 11th I was stationed in Quantico mm. we're getting ready to go train guys because that's what we did we're an instructor company at the basic school and they're like fucking training's canceled a plane hit the World Trade Center. We're like, what the fuck does that have to do with training, right? And then they put the shit on TV, and we saw the second plane hit, and it was like, holy fuck, mm-hmm. we're at war. Mm-hmm. We lost fucking 3,000 fucking Americans. We fucking lost an additional 7,000 or so, or, or, or more, almost 8,000 avenging the fucking 3,000 fucking Americans we lost on 9-11. And I would argue that it's because I'm a patriot for what I'm about to say that people might think is fucking, well, well, don't you love America? No, I absolutely love America, and that's why I'm so absolutely fucking pissed off at... The fact that the fucking Bush administration, and you can see who sits on what boards now, and you can see who fucking owns Halliburton and KBR, and how much goddamn money was made. Like, we lost we lost our brothers. You guys, I'm tr- preaching to the choir, you guys lost the same guys I lost, mm. right? For, for some fucking bullshit. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, were we really fucking hunting Osama bin Laden as aggressively as we could? Because we pushed resources out of Afghanistan when we had them trapped in the Tora Bora Mountains to go fuck around in Iraq. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Like, almost immediately, this country took an opportunity, like, you know... And both sides of the... I'm not just blaming the Bush administration. Obviously, this thing went for 22 fucking years. Mm -hmm. Obviously, both Democrats and Republicans voted for the fucking Iraq war and all the other bullshit that went with it. Like, it's just how goddamn quickly we fucking took our eye off the fucking prize. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and we started nation-building in Iraq and Afghanistan. Who gives a fuck? I thought we were going to go after the motherfuckers that did this shit to us. We didn't do shit to Saudi Arabia. Every single mm. one of those fucking hijackers was from fucking Saudi Arabia. Go fucking figure that one mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Why? Because fucking Texas oil men made fucking oil money off those fucking Saudis. I can't fucking verify it, but, you know, the rumors are always out there that the only planes that ever left the fucking country on September 11th were carrying a fucking fuck ton of Saudis back to Saudi Arabia, Mm. Saudi Arabia, you know, on the hush-hush. So the thing that pisses me off is we lost good people 
and the fucking bravery of those fucking firefighters to fucking, you know, there was guys, when they were telling the fucking crews, like, get out of the fucking building, they're like, we got burn victims up here. We ain't going nowhere without these fucking civilians. Just unbelievable. It's one of those things where you think you look at the government in charge of this fucking bullshit and they don't deserve this country. They don't deserve the fucking brave men and women that fucking put it all on the line that day, right? The fucking guys that were in the plane when they were like, dude, we gotta do something, right? Let's roll, remember that shit? Mm, yeah, yeah. Like, it, uh, you know, obviously, dude, by the evening of September 11th, I was fucking condition one manning a post at Quantico. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we were, dude, it was like, and the next day, because the FBI Academy's there, there was, through the checkpoint, car after car after car with fucking three-letter agency motherfuckers with fucking bankers' boxes full of files all headed in to, like, let's figure this the fuck out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, we were united. Everybody says, like, we. I wish we were the country we were on September 12th. You're goddamn right. I wish we were, too. And the thing that pisses me off the most, and then I'll get off my soapbox, is... You know, there's a real opportunity to fucking avenge the fuck, avenge the fucking people that got killed, our American citizens, and, and do some sh- do some good shit in the world and take fucking terrorist dirtbags out, and, and and greedy motherfuckers turned it into their fucking turned it into something else, man. Mm-hmm. And we completely lost sight of it. And the fucking funny thing is when you have to have a comedian like Jon Stewart go fight for fucking the medical benefits for the fucking firefighters from 9-11 and congressmen don't even show up to that shit. Mm, Yeah. Right? Like, the biggest fucking shit on the fucking people that were the real fucking heroes, just like... The fucking assholes high-fiving the fucking trying to shoot down the pack at Ted Cruz, fucking piece of shit, mm-hmm. right? But goddamn, goddamn, if there's a fucking election, he's going to wrap himself in the American flag yeah, yeah, yeah. and tell much, how much he loves the troops. That fucking asshole and all of those other fucking assholes, they don't love the fucking troops. They love the fucking money they make off of war. And they make it off the fucking backs of fucking... Guys like you and me and, and, and fucking everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what pisses me off, dude. And I've been thinking about it the whole time because there was very uniting. It was one of those things like you saw the best that America could be. And just to know that fucking scumbag pieces of shit just made money off of it and could give a fuck. Yeah. Let's go to September 11th, uh, 2012, mm-hmm. right? Benghazi. So, let Talking me... about fucking shit. Yeah. Talking about shitting on people. Yeah. I mean, they left... 
you yeah. know, fucking Hillary Clinton. This is why I'm glad she was never fucking president. Yeah. Because that was all. That was uh, she had her hand in all of that shit. Yeah. So, let me. And they fucking they were gonna fucking let Americans fucking just die and just cover it up. Mm. I think there's a new song out. Kind of saying about that rich man north of Richmond. Oh, yep, yeah. the dude. Oh, yep. Yeah. Harp, let me open it up to you. What did you, uh, did you have any remembrance or uh, any thoughts on the anniversary of 9-11? I mean, yeah, I just uh, try to talk to my kids about it. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my oldest is a freshman in high school now, so I, you know, I ask them to you know, even talk about it at school anymore, this and that. You know, it's, you know it just, it disappointed me a little, because she's like, no, we're really going to talk about it. So I'm like, damn, really? Twenty years, and we're already twenty-two. Uh, already forgetting about it, mm-hmm. even at the high school level. So it was uh, that was kind of disheartening. But mm. I had to go to my kids, unfortunately, a lot back. That was the reason I joined the military. When I was a senior in high school when it happened, mm-hmm. and that got my juices flowing. You know, like mm-hmm. fuck I knew I wasn't going to college, so. Mm-hmm. You get kicked, you gotta get up. You know how hard you get kicked is how you get up, so. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 with, I'm with Maxwell on the, on the whole Bush administration and all this. I mean, it was a, it was a political war from day one. It was not a war of vengeance. I'm going to, I'm going to avenge the people who died. Appreciate Yep. All right. Yep, yep. Yeah, so then thank you guys for that. You know, so I had um, kind of a, a couple of things that I, I was thinking about, but like, um, two, well, two kind of two big things. I guess the first is, you know, the, it's been 22 years and I was a little bit, this was the first year where it felt like um, not a lot of people were into it. Like, two years ago, it was 20 years. I actually went to New York City. I was in New York City. on Well, first of all, I was in New York City on September 11th and um, watched the Twin Towers. I I saw the second tower fall. I didn't see the first tower fall, but I saw the second tower fall. And then I was there... um, uh, in twenty uh, two years ago in twenty twenty one on September eleventh for the twentieth anniversary and last year there was some talk about it but this was like the first year where it really felt to me like um, there that we weren't uh, people just kind of and I don't say people didn't care but it, you know it, it, the the general public didn't care you know I I read some things about how. Um, you know, the, there was a memorial service down at 9-11 that there is, and like there's going to be for the rest of, um, you know, for the rest of history, but like it's, you know, the numbers are starting to thin out a little bit, you know, and I have mixed feelings about it. What, you know, one of the things right after September 11th, um, for the years after, one of the things everybody said, never forget, never forget, never forget. And now that people are forgetting, on one hand, I gotta say, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad, like, even though I think it was a the 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 pull out of Afghanistan was an absolute shit show and it went down horribly, um, I'm glad that the post 9/11 period is over. And because one of the things that that I, I actually reading some of the coverage 
yesterday that I, I kind of forgot. It's just like, um, you, you know, we went on a war footing overnight and it changed all of American society, changed all of American society from top to bottom. And like, we were really scared for a long time. And it's funny, we weren't actually, I was never once scared about a terrorist attack on U.S. soil after that. Like, I, the, like the, the last thing in the world, actually, I was worried about was um, uh, actually another terrorist attack. But we all got so, so, so worked up uh, after September 11th. And, and you know, we, we should have. We went too far. I'm not saying we shouldn't have, you know, uh, addressed it. But, like, um, you know, I, we got so, so, so... I, I, I forgot how, just how all-encompassing is. Like, I remember, like, six months after September 11th, I woke up in my dorm room and... I thought, you know, I, I kind of, it hit me all of a sudden in the morning. It was like, I, I thought about 9-11. I was, I was like, damn, I thought about 9-11. I've thought about 9-11 every single day since 9-11 happened. I was living in New York City, so you couldn't avoid it. It was like, like memories were like all over the place. You know what I mean? But like, um, but yeah, I remember um, I was like, fuck, it was like been on my mind. And then after Iraq, you know, Iraq's been on my mind every single day since then. A little bit less in the last couple of years, thank goodness. But still, every single day I think about it. You know what I mean? But yeah. So I. I but then on the other hand, when I hear Harp, when I hear that your um your daughter's not learning about it in high school, um that makes me kind of sad as well. My daughter's six. She's still way way too young to start you know talking about this or to ask any questions. But yeah, no, I hope you know. When she's 15 or 16, like, I hope when they teach her about this in school, she'll sit down and be like, hey, Dad, like, what was that day like? And I'll be like, ooh, I got a couple fucking stories for you. So so that's the kind of first thing. The second thing is what Iraq and Afghanistan and the Russian invasion of Ukraine and we hopefully do not add the Chinese invasion of Taiwan to this list is how dumb leadership can get us in, can get their countries into stupid, stupid wars that they think are going to be easy, that they think they're going to win, and that they think is going to be a cakewalk, and then they get their fucking, then they get stuck in these quagmires, and it turns out to be anything but. And, um, you know, uh, September 11th happened, we went into Afghanistan, we can go on and on and on about, uh, whether or not we should have gone into Afghanistan or not. I don't want to talk to it here, but the fact of the matter, then we stumbled into Iraq, which is totally, totally unnecessary. Um, didn't need to happen, but we did it. Vladimir Putin went ahead, thought that um, after years and years and years of uh, surrounding himself with fucking yes-men, everybody told him, It'll be a cakewalk. We're going to walk into Ukraine. We'll just cut the head off the government. It'll be over easy peasy. In a week or two, it'll be ours. And the exact opposite happened. It has been anything but for the Russians. And the Russians are deservedly getting their fucking asses kicked. Now, let me just say right here. we Even though I think we made a mistake uh, in Iraq, we are nothing like the Russians. The Russians are fucking way way worse than we are and are just in measures of brutality in measures of incompetence and the fact that they make no um uh, uh, uh no they have no bones about saying they're just going to invade and take the country over we at least tried to install a democracy and did our best to make iraq a better place it's it didn't turn out that way but um but i'll leave that to historians um to judge but you know when leaders like 
it's almost sometimes when you're when you're when you when you're president of a country and you're you're that far away from reality, it's almost like you're fucking. You think like you're playing with toys, but you're not. You're playing with real people's lives. You know, they're real, real, um, uh, 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 real cost, real consequences. I would argue that. Um, uh, September 11th. I don't think it's. I certainly don't think it's. It's uh, the entire cause. But I think that the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan definitely did um, create some. Uh, create a lot of dissension in America. Not wasn't. They weren't nearly as divisive as Vietnam was. And I think that um, had they not happened, we still kind of would have ended up in a similar place. But they did happen. Um, and uh, yeah. So so that's. That's that's kind of it, and you know it's uh it was it's it's definitely a sad day, and 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 like, I'm I'm, I'm happy, you know. I, one of the things about it, this is the last thing I'm gonna say before, like, one of the things that um, irks me about Americans, but is also kind of a silver lining, is we have a very 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 short attention span, and we don't, um, we don't remember the way we should, and then we end up repeating some very very stupid mistakes over and over again, um. On one hand, I'm frustrated that we've forgotten because um, we're it's still it's still in enough people's memories that we won't do something stupid at least for the foreseeable future. But 15, 20 years from now, mm, that's not going to be the case. On the other hand, I'm also my my daughter's six. I'm also happy that um, she doesn't have the same sort of she doesn't know about the same fear of. Um, of just stepping out your door and, and all the, 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 just the panic that gripped the country uh, after September 11th. She didn't live through it, so she doesn't know. Uh, something might happen. I was 21 when September 11th happened. Maybe something similar happened when she's 21 and she'll get to experience it. I certainly hope not. Um, but, yeah, hopefully when it does, we'll have enough people in power who remember September 11th to be like, uh, let's respond to this in a way that doesn't fucking... Um, that doesn't come around and hurt us. Actually, the very, very, very last thing I'm going to say. I won't say that Osama bin Laden won, because he didn't. But Osama bin Laden did much more damage to us than we would like to admit, because the damage that he did went far beyond September 11th and worked to weaken us in our way. His, he, was, he, he understood. He, he knew. He was, like, he was like a bee. He was like a bee that stung us. He knew the sting wasn't going to hurt but he knew the allergic reaction that would come after it would, and he was exactly right. And I hate to say that, but it's the truth, and if we learned anything from this, it is that hopefully we will not repeat it. So there it is. There it is. There it is. I said it. Thank you guys for being so patient. Here we are. It is the end of the episode. Maxwell, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, man. Go for it. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like my daughter is 22, and we were in this war for 21 years, and I was glad when it was finally over, because it was so sad to know that my kid had been, like, her entire life, mm. this country's been at war. Mm. Uh and that's obviously not the world that we want for our children. So I can't, I, I'll tell you what, like, it was a shit show pulling out, but it was always going to be because we got ourselves into something way more than we should have. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
and I'm glad it's over. Yeah. Uh, especially, like I said before, the and the things I've been thinking about is the fact that, you know, there was kids that died in Kabul that freaking went to fight a war that started before they were born. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is insane. Mm-hmm. So, I'm already against the next war. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Harp, thank you for that. Harp, any final thoughts? It was definitely a political war. Mm. I don't think, I'm, a, I'm against any political war. Now, if our country needs to go to war and defend itself, I'm all for it. As long as it's not political. Mm. All right. And this was definitely, you know, it was definitely. Now, now that you, I've seen it, I was there, experienced it read between the fine prints, seeing who come out on the, the good side of this. It's definitely is a political war. And I'm, I'm like Maxwell. I'm against the next one. If it's a political war. All right. Last thing I'm going to say is, I kind of agree with you guys. I'm, I'm happy that it's over. Didn't, didn't, every September 11th, I'm, I, I didn't realize, but I'm I'm happy that they're done, and I'm happy that the wars are over, and that we're not uh, in it. And I I don't I, I I hope I hope that I don't live to see another one. I'm I'm 43 years old now. I'm sure I will, but I hope that I don't live to see another American war. I'm going to live to see other wars, but hopefully not another American war. And I'll be very very happy if I don't. So that's it. All right, everybody. All right, everybody. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Maxwell, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Harp, thank you so much. Yeah, man. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. We love talking to you. Hey, keep your spirits up. Enjoy the week, and we will see you next